Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages. Ephesians 4 verse 23 says, And be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. Say, say be constantly renewed. <laughs> is, that, is that sinking in? In the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, the, the Amplified Bible amplifies it a bit, it says have a fresh mental and a spiritual attitude and put on the new nature in Christ, created in God's image, in true righteousness and in holiness. It's quite funny uh, saying to, to Bernadine, I'm like, wow, God's given us so much revelation. God's poured out so much. I wonder if we're going to keep having more revelation. Anyone ever thought that? Anyone ever like, wow, can I learn something new? And God's saying, have a, be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, I like that word fresh, mental and spiritual attitude. So I was thinking about where I would find the freshest water. How many of you know where you can find the freshest water? It's at a a spring. So God's saying, let's have a new revelation, a, a new experience of him. And when we were just getting ready or having worship night this Wednesday night, I, I really felt God say he wants to prepare us to experience the Holy Spirit like never before and experience him in a whole new way and not experience him in, in the way that we know. So, so often we think of uh, what a Holy Spirit encounter looks like and we kind of pre-expect the Holy Spirit to pitch up in a certain way. But when he comes, he always gives new revelation and a brand new experience. But not just for the sake of the Holy Spirit coming and giving you a new experience. For the sake of your heart being completely renewed. Completely refreshed every single day. How many of you would love a fresh start? Okay. All right. How many of you would love to experience a, a new experience every single day? That, that yesterday is completely washed away. Every single day. Okay. How many of you would like your family to experience the Holy Spirit in a whole new way every single day? So when you wake up in the morning, you're going, whew, man, there's something different today. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to find out. And you start your day expectant that you're going to see the Holy Spirit, feel the Holy Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit's going to do something through you. God doesn't just pour out His Holy Spirit on Sundays. Okay? God doesn't just pour out His Holy Spirit on a Sunday in worship. When you wake up, you've got to position yourself to be expectant, to see, experience, and, well, I wanted to say three things, but it's just see and experience the Holy Spirit 
on your lives. Okay. But then Paul says something in verse 30. He says, but don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't let bitterness and wrath and resentment come in to your life. That's in verse 30. And I realized this morning, bitterness, bitterness and resentment is, is, is when we drink from a source that is standing still. When you come to water and it's bitter, it's bitter because it's been standing still. It hasn't been flowing. It hasn't got light. It's an, it's an old picture. But I realized as I was reading up and as I was preparing for this morning, and actually when we were doing worship night, where, I don't know where Shailene is. I think at the back. Okay. We, we wanted to release joy in the house. We wanted to release joy as we started to worship. And uh, you see some people, they're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get dancing. I'm going to get moving. But a lot of people are a little stiff. <laughs> a lot of people are like, I'm not going to move. My arms are going to stay dead straight. And Joy, uh, not Joy, um, J- Shailene actually said she felt like a little bit of a, a resistance to the joy that we were trying to release in the house. Now, we can be happy, we can put a smile, we can jump around, but I can't give you joy. Joy comes from God. Joy comes from the Father. So, it's like, some people are just like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to... Mm. I don't get it, but okay. I'm, I'm not going to... And it's just a... a eh. I can't even explain it. Just say with me. Eh. <laughs> just like a... Eh. I, I, like, I like serious church. I like to look all serious in worship. Let's rather be, you know, all unhappy. You know, I think it was Rodney Art Brown says some people look like they eat oats out of the exhaust of a car. (laughs) Just the resistance to the joy. How many of you know joy is the start of it all? You can't do anything without joy. Turn to the person next to you. Look them deep in the eyes. Justin, your deepest person is there. That side, on the left. There we go. There, there. Look this way. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, focus. Okay. Christoph, you can look over the aisle. Okay, you can. <laughs> Find someone. Look them deep in the eyes. Say, I can't do anything <laughs> without the joy of the Lord. Say that to that person, you can't do anything without the joy of the Lord. So receive the joy of the Lord. Okay, if you want to put your hand on their forehead and say, bam. Okay. 
It's so important. It's so important. Now, now Paul is talking in, in Ephesians about this resentment, but he had a, a real experience of it. And, and I, was, I was reading it on, on, on Wednesday night, but I wasn't fully understanding it. So once again, I'm going to turn to page, uh, what is it, 1280 in my Bible. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm turning to, to Acts 11. Wait a minute. It is 1280 in my Bible. Acts, Acts, Acts 19. Was this last week or was it Wednesday night? Last week. Wednesday, no, it was Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights. It says, and as Paul laid hands upon them, verse 6, Acts 19, verse 6. As Paul laid hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came. And they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. So what happened when the Holy Spirit came? Okay, they spoke in, why did they speak in tongues? Because they had to be saying something new. Hello? Can I? Huh? Why, they, why did they speak in tongues? Because they had to bring, bring fresh revelation beyond what their mind could understand. Oh, I, I thought you guys were going to be like, wow, I get it. Huh? There is purpose to speaking in tongues. It's so that you can declare and prophesy that which the Holy Spirit is revealing in your spirit, but without your mind getting in the way. Because sometimes, how many of you know your mind gets in the way? Okay, your head gets in the way, and you want to go back to what you already know, but sometimes... The Holy Spirit wants to reveal something you have never encountered before, never seen before. And if you're not ready for it, if you're not expecting it, if you're not, just turn to the person next to you and say, bam, again. If, you, if, you, if you're not there in joy, if you're not, if you're not expecting it full of joy, it's not going to come. You've got to receive the Holy Spirit in, in joy. Oh, some of you still like a serious Holy Spirit. So Paul's there and he's, it says he laid hands and the Holy Spirit came on them and they prophesied. And he went into the synagogue and for three months he spoke boldly, persuading and arguing and pleading about the kingdom of God. So the Holy Spirit did something. It, it, it filled him with courage. It filled him with the presence of God, and he went in filled with it. He's like, man, I've seen the goodness of God. I've seen the kingdom. I know what makes me tick. I know what makes the world tick. I know what brings freedom. Let me share it. And he met resistance. He met resentment. And it says, and when some became more and more stubborn, Reviling and speaking evil of the way, he separated themselves from them, taking the disciples with him, and he went on holding daily discussions in the lecture room of Tyrannus. And this is in Ephesus. So this is what happened to Paul in Ephesus. He went into the synagogue, and how many of you know in the synagogue they like their old ways? 
they stick to their old ways. In fact, if you touch the old ways, they are going to be offended. <laughs> and they're going to put up a fight, and they're going to do whatever it is, even as far as discrediting the truth of God, purely to hold on to their old ways. And they're holding on. And Paul writes in Ephesians, because now this is all taking place in Ephesus. He says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't hold on to the old and fight for it. So much so that you bring up resentment. Now, resentment is such a heavy word. I can just feel it in the room. I mean, you can just feel it's like a... As I thought about that word, I realized in my life the areas where I have carried resentment. And how many of you know it hasn't been against big enemies? I've had resentment against my children. Hello? Am I the only one? Must I explain? God has created our children to be perfectly and wonderfully made. And in particular, and I, and, I, and I really had to repent. I had to repent. But in particular, one of our children, one of them, all of them, but <laughs> one of them by nothing of his fault or nature, he was 16 months old at the time. He had a little brother born to him. Not by his fault. It was our fault. <laughs> He was 15 months, and I remember starting to feel like he was in the way of us looking after the smallest one. And I built up a resentment to a 15-year-old, 15-month-old, sorry. None of our kids are 15 years old yet. <laughs> and I look back on that time, and I look at how often I got angry, how often I got upset, how often I felt like he was in the way. Mainly because I wasn't coping. Mainly because I was upset with the situation and the place. Mainly because I was trying to protect my space. And I wasn't creating space for him. Does that make sense? I'm over it now. <laughs> All right, but I, I, you can ask Bernadine. I, I look back at photos and I say, man, I, I used to be so angry. I used to be so upset. Hard. Just hard. Just like, da 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 <laughs> And this kid's going. <laughs> and I learned from that. And every now and then. When I get angry, God says, is it them or is it you? Is it your resentment? And you know what resentment is? I just realized. Resentment are those who, or resentment and bitterness is when you, 
withhold the nature of God from those around you. Like, like you have the nature of God inside of you, and the moment you say, well, I'm not going to give you love, you withhold God's nature from the person that is around you or that is with you. So in the synagogue, they were saying, no, 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 no. We're not going to allow the Holy Spirit to put God's nature on display. We're going to discredit God's nature. And that's in the synagogue. That was them, those people in the Bible that Paul was speaking. But, but in our lives, we've, we've got to be aware of the times where we go, not because of anything evil in me. I, I don't like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm never going, I don't want you to experience God's presence. I'm, you know, but I realized if it's with my children, whom I'm supposed to love the most, how much more could it be with people? How many of you know I love my children more than other people? <laughs> like, like way more than any one of you in this room. And I realized how often, how many times do I go to a place and I think, well, you know, I'm just going to withhold God's love in this moment because of my own shortcomings, because of my own failures. And you know what I came to realize watching our children go? Is is I actually resented the me I saw in them. That's actually what I was doing. And not the me I like the me I grew up not liking. The me that God actually made. The me that I actually judged not good enough. That's the area I would judge the harshest. I, I never ever resented someone because they were bringing something different. That it, it, If I really am honest with myself and in my heart... I resented the me I saw in others that I discredited, that I didn't like. Because I felt like if I could just keep control and not allow the Holy Spirit to do something, and now I'm, I'm speaking now in the sermon, but, but I, I mean, I'm not that smart in that moment. I'm not thinking I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit in. But, but that's actually what I'm doing. If, if, if I can just somehow control the space, then, then it's going to be good. And when I realize I don't have control, I build up bitterness. I build up resentment. And when I do that, I grieve the Holy Spirit. I grieve Him. Because the Holy Spirit is inside of us. And, and He wants to lead us into all truth. And He wants to, to allow us to have an experience of God's nature and of what is new at all times. And so we, we took communion this morning as a powerful prophetic picture because we're focusing not on what we can't fix. We're focusing on what God has already fixed. We're focusing on the, on the glory that God has already brought to us. And God is calling us to experience His Holy Spirit. And today I'm, I'm trying to just say, let's wipe all of that out the way. God is preparing us as a church to experience the Holy Spirit in a whole new way. And so we have to let go of resentment. We have to let go of bitterness and of anger to experience the Holy Spirit. Can I just see anyone in the room never get angry? Just put up your hand. Okay. 
God is, God is saying, hey, listen, we've got to get that stuff out of the way. Because what it does is it blocks the flow. It blocks the flow of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? Tomorrow you're going, yuck, yesterday, da, 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 da. And then Tuesday, and then Wednesday, and Thursday, and you realize you've spent a whole week focusing on what is bitter and dead instead of what is supposed to flow and brings what is new. I want to encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to release the flow of His presence in your life so that you never focus on what is dead, what is bitter, what is you focus on what brings life, what is fresh, what is holy, what is the very nature of God. It's, it's, it's the foundation of our prophetic ministry. And so I want to encourage you to go for prophetic word if you never have, so that you can just experience what it feels to taste of the flow of God's goodness. God wants to remind us that he loves us. And he wants to give us a fresh experience of his goodness. Is that good? Now, let's go to Psalm 72. Where's Korah? I'll never forget Viam and Rochelle aren't here today, but, but Rochelle was pregnant with Rosalie, and, and she's like, she posts on our Connect group, WhatsApp group. She says, guys, I'm done. I, I can't handle this pregnancy anymore. Baby needs to come. Can you please pray? And Cornet just posts in his way, like, her coming will be like the spring rain. So like, that's a good word. Good word, good word. Guess what happened? On the first day, what's her birth date? I I forget, eh? But September, on the first day that it rained, Rizali came. We were like, yo, (laughs) incredible. (laughs) Just such a powerful, like, like, like there's a prophetic unction. Her coming will be like the spring rain. Like God was literally prophesying. Corne was prophesying when she comes. On the first day that it rains, she comes. And I found this scripture, Psalm 72. And the reason I'm mentioning her story is because I wrote her name here next to it. But it said, Psalm 72 verse 6 says, May Solomon's coming be like rain that comes down upon the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. And Solomon is both a picture of Christ, but he's also, we've been, we've been speaking about authority and we've been speaking about being like kings and that God wants us to be like kings. How many of you want to be like kings in the room? Can I just see? All right, show of hands. Okay, we're going to pray for those that didn't put up their hands. They need freedom, power, courage, all right? But, but God wants us to have authority to be kings. But then he says, may the king's coming be like rain. I want to declare that over your life. In whatever situation, when you walk into the office or when you wake up in the morning, may your presence... Be like rain. Be fresh with the presence of God. May you be like rain that comes down upon mown grass. Now, 
Yeah, it's not talking about that nice green grass outside of your, your, your house. Okay, it's not saying may you, may you be like rain on, on your green lawn. How many of you know after a harvest, have you, have you seen a harvest and they mow the harvest field, what does it look like? Dry, dull, sandy, not full of life. It was, it, you know, if you look at a millie plantation, it was lacquer three months before the harvest. But then after the harvest, gone. So what is God doing when the rain starts to fall on the dry land? He starts to prepare it to receive that which is new. He starts to prepare the soil for that which is going to come. So may your coming, wherever you go, when you walk into a room, may your presence be like fresh rain. Why? Because you bring the presence of God with you. You bring the Holy Spirit with you. You don't walk into the room and you, if, you, if you're going to walk in angry, you're going to bring what's from yesterday. But if you walk in with the Holy Spirit, you're going to bring what's fresh for today. It says in verse 7, In Christ's days shall the righteous flourish and peace will abound. It says in verse 17, His name will endure forever. His name shall continue as long as the sun and men shall be blessed by him and all nations shall come to him and be blessed. Justin said this, or messaged me this morning, he said the power is in the blessing. I woke up with the words, blessed are the poor. Matthew 5, I just want to go there and we sang the blessing as a prophetic declaration. It's funny how when I, normally if I speak to people, I say, hey man, hope you're blessed. But then when I read the mountain, the speech, I start saying blessed. Like it's, it's just an internal joke to myself. Okay. <laughs> blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be completely satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And and as I read through this, I realized this is the rain that is pouring out in my life. The emphasis of this part of, of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount is you will be blessed. Because God's word says, as we read in Psalm 70, 72, he said, through Jesus, the nations will be, can I just hear that, blessed? (laughs) How many of you declare that when you think about what's happening in the nations? You're saying, through Christ, the nations will be blessed. Come on, we've got to start speaking it. We've got to start declaring it, okay? We've got to start prophesying it over the nations, Blessed are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they will be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of... Come on, can you just feel the rain just falling? All right. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and say all evil kinds of things to you. 
on, God, on his account. Now he says, be glad and supremely joyful for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way people persecuted the prophets, so you are. He's giving you a, a, a guide to how, to how to treat people that speak negatively against you. <laughs> all right. He's giving you, all right, you, you don't have to get offended and, and wound up and think of something clever or funny or, or something to say back. What, what he's saying is, hey, if you're persecuted on my behalf, then you're blessed. So, hint, be joyful. <laughs> Demonstrate, bring something new. Bring that rain onto the field. Is that good? Let's finish with Isaiah 11. How many of you love God's word? Awesome. It says in Isaiah 11 verse 2, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now, this is upon Jesus, but as Paul writes in Ephesians 5 verse 1, he says, be imitators of, of God. That's what he says. So, if Jesus can receive the Holy Spirit resting upon him, and we're imitating him, then we can also receive the Spirit of God resting. Does that make sense? Okay, so the spirit of God will rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, and the spirit of knowledge and of obedient fear of the Lord. And he shall make him, now, now this is, I like this, if you go back to verse 1, it says, and there shall come forth a shoot. So we're talking about the spirit being poured out like rain on a Dry field, and there shall come forth a shoot. Why? Because the Spirit is poured out. Now, now Jesus is the shoot of Jesse. So, in other words, way back, David's dad, there is a seed that is birthed or in the soil, and it comes out. But the Bible says he was the first down payment, and we become like a kind of seed that sprouts as well. We become a... Does it make sense? Okay. I don't want to complicate it too much. But there is a seed. There is the spirit. There is a shoot. And we receive the spirit. And, and he shall make of him a quick understanding. And his delight shall be in the fear of God. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes. Neither decide by the hearing of his ears. And this is just so important to understand. We don't judge by the sight of our eyes. Does that make sense? By what we see. How do we judge? We judge by what the Spirit says. By the life that we receive. Okay. I want to encourage you to not look at the world and, and make judgments and make decisions and determine that this is how it is or that is how it is. But go and ask the Holy Spirit what is taking place. Ask the Holy Spirit what He is doing. Okay, it's so important. All right, I want to end off with Isaiah 12, verse 3. And it says, Therefore, with joy... 
will you draw waters from the wells of salvation? Again, coming back to our posture of joy. It's only with joy that you can draw the deep waters of salvation. It's only if your beginning point is the joy of God, the joy of the Lord, that you can draw deep wells. And God's saying this morning, don't resist his presence. Don't resist his joy. Come on, guys. Don't resist his joy. What joy is it? It's his joy. The joy of the Lord that he pours out in our lives through the Holy Spirit. And that joy is the starting place. Remember, we've been sharing this. I'm just going to remind you in case you've forgotten. You can't find joy anywhere on earth other than through the Holy Spirit. God has created us to receive from him. He is our source. He's created us to carry that joy and he transforms our heart. And the word says he makes us glad. And then we take that glad heart and we go into the world and we release happiness. Okay, you, it, As the Bible says, it's better to give than receive. Okay, How many of you like giving more than receiving? Can I just see a show of hands? Okay, some people, some people are still like, I, okay. <laughs> some people really like both, okay. I like both too. I, I do. <laughs> but I've found myself being disappointed when I've looked to the wrong things for the source of joy. When I've looked at, at, Things, when I've thought of things that will bring me joy and they don't and I get disappointed. And guess what happens? I come back to the people I love with resentment, with bitterness, because oh, that didn't work out for me. That didn't happen the way I thought. Some people go as far as, is there even a God? But if you're drawing from God, your heart is going to be made glad. And you're going to release that regardless of what happens or when it happens because you're constantly going to draw from, the Lord, from, from that source who is your strength. Is that good? So I want to invite you just to stand and I want to encourage you to enter into a posture where you will receive what the Holy Spirit is going to do. I'm trusting the Holy Spirit that He's going to do amazing things in our lives because of our willingness to receive His presence. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Remember to visit our website at www.revivalministry.co.za where you can sign up to receive more of these powerful messages.